Welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Crawley, and this is the last time I'm ever going to ask for you to leave a review on whichever podcasting platform you are listening to us on, because, I, I don't know, no one else says it, like desperate people say it, and I'm not desperate, we're not desperate here at the Markets and Mortgages podcast, and it's kind of a waste of time. See, look, I'm wasting time talking about the time that it wastes. So I'm done. That's it. I'm not asking anymore. <laughs> That's Either leave a review or don't, but I'm not going to ask anymore. All right. We got a lot of data to get into. Big, big report from the National Association of Realtors yesterday looking at the month of May. It is the existing home sales data, like I said, from the National Association of Realtors. And well, it was mixed. It was a mixed report. Now, month over month, Existing home sales fell 0.9%, which was, I guess, not that surprising, especially when we we know where the inventory levels are, which we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, And it was the fourth straight month that we have seen that number fall. And yes, if you remember last year, we were still kind of in the uh, worst part of the pandemic. So year over year, sales uh, jumped a pretty big amount, 44.6%. But a lot of people are saying, oh no, four straight months that home sales have dropped. And yeah, I mean, that's just because of where inventory is. And that is where the silver lining in this report lies. So despite the drop in sales, there was a lot of great news. One of those being inventory. Total housing inventory was up 7% from April, but unfortunately was still down 20.6% from a year ago. Properties typically remained on the market for 17 days, which was unchanged from April and of course down from a year ago when it was 26. But now we're going to move on to the best news. Well, once again, it depends on your perspective If you're a homeowner, this is outstanding news. If you're someone trying to buy a home, not so great. But the number that got all of the media's attention was the median existing home price for all housing types jumped up a whopping 23.6% on an annualized basis to 350,300. It is the first time the median home prices jumped over 350,000 and it marks the 111th month straight month of year over year gains so i mean if you're a homeowner things are pretty good right now if you're trying to buy a home not so good and we're actually going to talk about that here in just a second there's interesting piece on kind of what's happening with the housing market. And one of the reasons why we're seeing these inventory numbers jump is because some people are just like, hey, I'm just going to list my house and see if somebody wants to buy it for a ridiculous number. And in some cases, it's working. But so the good news is we got home prices up and inventory numbers are up. That's great to see. When you see inventory numbers and home prices increasing, to me, that is actually somewhat of a good sign. Because it shows that, yeah, I mean, there's just, once again, a lot of demand out there. And hopefully, hopefully, this is going to encourage builders to start building. We talked about lumber prices. Hopefully, we're going to see some building very, very soon. Now, before we move on 
I do want to look at the regional perspective. Uh, the South, where I am located, and many of you are as well, the South had the smallest drop in month-over-month sales, which is good, and the second biggest annualized home price appreciation. So month-over-month, they were only down, the South was only down about 0.4%. Home price appreciation, 226 The median home price is now just below 300,000 at 299,400. Now, the other regions, the Midwest was the only region with positive sales growth in May, up 1.6%. And the West led the way on home appreciation. I mean, not only is their median home price just light years ahead of everyone else, their appreciation is ahead of everyone else. They were up 24.3% on the year, which puts the median home price in the West at $505,600. So you you always got to put things in perspective. As crazy as the prices are here in the South, we are $200,000, more than $200,000 less than the home prices in the West. Uh, Lawrence Young, the chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, said in a statement, the lack of inventory continues to be the overwhelming factor holding back home sales. And then, of course, affordability is squeezing some first-time home buyers out of the market. So what you're seeing is demand is going to dissipate because it's pricing some people out of the market. And we are, the good news, seeing more houses go on the market. So all in all, I would say this report was more positive than it was negative. So the big question is, why is inventory increasing? And yeah, COVID could be a factor. People who before didn't want people walking through their homes, didn't know who they were, strangers. They might have COVID if they've been vaccinated. People are feeling more comfortable. But it's also because home prices are getting to a price point where people are saying, yeah, let's go ahead and list and see what happens. And in fact, uh, Ali Yale over at money.com is reporting that homeowners are listing homes for prices or high prices just to see if anyone bites. And a lot of this has to do with something that strikes millennials. And that, of course, is FOMO, fear of missing out. It is strong on a lot of homeowners who are watching their neighbors make bank and are feeling left out. Rick Palacios, director of research at John Bird's Real Estate Consulting, tweeted last month that there's, quote, a lot of aspirational make-me-move price happening. And yeah, there are a lot of people that are saying, I wasn't thinking about selling, but my gosh, look at my neighbor just sold their house for. I would love to get that amount of money. So you know what? I'll list it and I'm going to list it at this price and that's the price I want. And if nobody bites, then fine. But if somebody bites, you got it. (laughs) It's kind of like bringing to life the reality show, love it or list it, except there's like no makeover part. (laughs) They're just keeping the house normal. And they're like, I already love my house. So you have to convince me why I should list it and move. And if you throw a high enough number at me, I'm getting out of here. Now this doesn't always work. And that's why I think it's important that you really kind of have to be committed to this idea. I mean, you really got to be committed to this is the price I want. And if I don't get it, I'm not moving because otherwise you could put yourself in a not so great situation. So Yale talked with Kevin Sneddon, who is a real estate broker in Connecticut, who had a client who insisted they list 15% over what he was recommending. And so he said, all right, fine, we're going to list. Now we're talking about a crazy high price too. 
they wanted he wanted to list at 12.9 and they wanted to list at 14.9 million. So we're talking about a crazy high number which is which is which is different. But they list at the higher price and it sits for 30 days. So he made a deal and said, "Listen, if if nothing happens after 30 days, we're going to reduce the price." They reduced the price and within 30 days they had accepted an offer. And so we are talking about Connecticut where home prices are more expensive, but that was a, a very high, that's a luxury market, 14.9 million. So that is a little different, but I do think there's some truth to that because let's say you list just astronomically high and nobody bites. I mean, you just went out of the stratosphere, nobody's biting. So what happens is a lot of people think, okay, well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna list it way high. Someone's at least gonna come in with a lower offer and then we're gonna negotiate to a really high price, which is maybe even more than my realtor suggested. And that can work, yeah. Or nobody ends up making an offer because the number's just so out there. And then the house ends up sitting and then you have to reduce the price and the longer the house sits. I mean, it's kind of funny because you look at houses now and you see a house and it's like, how long's it been on the market? Oh, it's been there 10 days. Whoa, what's wrong with it? Why hasn't anyone bought the house? So if you're sitting there for weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah, it can backfire. And now you have to explain why no one else is looking. Well, we had to reduce the price. Well, why'd you list it? Why'd you have to reduce the price? And so it can backfire. So you really do have to be committed to, if you're going to list it for a really high number, you got to be like, yeah, we're just, then we're not, we're not going to sell it. And just take it off the market and move on. But if you if if there's more a higher percentage of you wants to sell, then really what you should be doing is listening to your real estate broker and being like, you know, usually they'll give you an evaluation. I sold my house not long ago, and that's what I did. Is the highest number that I was given, I was like, that's what I'm going with, the highest number. And success. <laughs> and so because yeah, I didn't have to sell. But if I, but I, but I kind of wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to sell more, more of me wanted to sell than didn't. And so I was willing to say, okay, we can play a little game of chicken here. But at the end of the day, I did want to sell. And so I went with the highest number once again, that was recommended. I didn't go above that number. So it all depends on your perspective. If you're someone that's like, I don't really care if we stay here and I'm just going to list to see if we get a bite, then yeah, go as crazy as you want. But if a, a good portion of you wants to sell, then you need to be careful because you don't want the house sitting on the market too long. <laughs> I mean, seriously, even a house sitting there for like two weeks, it's like, oh, why hasn't anyone bid on this house yet? Why aren't there bidding wars? Oh, maybe I don't want to live here either. So you got to be careful. Now, one of the topics that I think we talked about, was it on Monday or Tuesday? My days blend. They've always blended. I never know, especially when you're doing a podcast or a radio show. You're like, did I talk about this last week or last year? I've... No idea. So we talked about the news that BlackRock and other investment firms were getting involved in housing. In fact, the number that was getting a lot of attention was in the first quarter of 2021, 15% of home sales were to investment firms. They were, they're buying up houses and everyone's, oh no, freaking out. And everyone's going crazy. And we talked about why you shouldn't worry about that. And you shouldn't worry about this either, but BlackRock, who we talked about on, was it Monday or Tuesday? <laughs> Better move over because Blackstone is getting back 
into the real estate game. The Wall Street Journal is reporting that the Blackstone Group has agreed to acquire Home Partners of America Incorporated in a $6 billion deal. Now, as I mentioned, Blackstone has been in real estate before they entered after the 2008 financial crisis. However, in 2019, Blackstone exited from the single-family rental business when it sold its last shares in Invitation Homes, which had become the largest U.S. firm in the industry with 80,000 homes for lease. So they're coming back with Home Partners of America, which owns more than 17,000 houses throughout the U.S. And so what they do is they buy homes, they rent them out, and then offer its tenants the chance to eventually buy. Now, like I said, they're not alone in this uh, with regards to getting into real estate. Uh, in the first quarter of 2021, corporate investors have snapped up 15% of U.S. homes on the market. And pretty much every major player that you can think of uh, has gotten involved to some extent in real estate. And to me, that's kind of a big deal. Because the big question everyone keeps asking is, why is everyone deciding to get into real estate? Well, Axios reported that a source close to the deal, this is the one with Blackstone, it's basically a bet that the continued supply and demand imbalance in the United States is going to continue. And unfortunately, the policymakers won't be able to do anything anytime soon. And the reality is that they really can't. I mean, this is a supply and demand issue. It's only going to be solved by either less demand or more supply. And both of those do not look to be dissipating anytime soon. I mean, sure, as we mentioned earlier, if home prices continue to rise to a certain point, you price people out of the market every time they rise, and it would be nice to get some more building anywhere, all over. <laughs> That's what we need. We need more building to be taking place, but that is going to take some time. And the reality is, is that the fundamentals of the real estate market are strong. You know, everyone keeps saying, oh, this is 2008, 2008. It's nothing like 2008. In fact, every time it looks like things are getting out of control, lending standards actually get tighter. And so this is nothing like 2008. And the fact is, I mean, you have Wall Street is making a bet. I mean, they're looking at this. They're looking at all these things happening right now in our economy, and they're making bets on real estate, which tells me that they think of everything out there that real estate is a pretty smart bet right now. And someone that works in real estate, that makes me, that's, that's comforting. <laughs> that's good to know. But it's also good news if you're someone that's looking at buying a house or if you're uh, you know, thinking about selling a house or just you know, work, whatever, wherever you are. If you're a homeowner, wannabe homeowner, it's good news because it's, it's these very smart people with a lot of money making a bet that real estate is solid. So that's what I'm taking away from it. So man, we had a lot of good news on this podcast. It was like no bad news, right? I don't think so. It was like all good news. Doesn't happen very often. Usually there's some doom and gloom. Not this time. Not the way I structured it. All right, you guys have a great Wednesday. I'll see you back here Thursday morning. And remember, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.